0: knowing your love for us, knowing your care for us, knowing your provision, your blessing, your promise. And we ask, Lord, that as we stand before you, that we would, that we would be aware of your presence. And so, Lord, we pray that you would use this time to touch our lives, to transform our lives. Father, help us to Just know you deeply. Help us to know your peace. Help us to know your mercy and your goodness right now. Lord, I pray for everyone who's standing, Lord, that you would just touch their lives. Help them to release that burden unto you and to trust you with their lives. We honor you, we praise you, and we glorify you, Lord. And we pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So something very profound happened here on Friday morning. People came and symbolic, symbolically laid their sin on Christ, the spotless lamb, making their handprint in the paint. So as people came and placed their hands symbolically on that white canvas symbolizing the spotless lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, I observed a couple of things and I want to just share them a little with you. Sin and pain and hardship and brokenness and hurt and anger failure addictions hate suffering. These things Others stood in a queue for a long time to do that, but, but meaning business with God. And every, every handprint that you see there meant something very unique to each person. That they all laid on the one, the one Savior. Some try to make sure their, their handprint didn't touch someone else's handprints, but many overlap because... The reality is our sin touches other people's sin. But all of your sin are forgiven. The price for every one of them is paid for. It is finished, says Jesus as he hung on the cross. But that was Friday. And today is resurrection and because jesus not only paid the price for your sins and mine but when father god raised him from the dead he was dead and now isn't everything changed because jesus was raised from the dead the price for our sin is not only paid for but its power is broken because in a sense we die with christ our sin is paid for, and we arise with him alive and alive forever. And the forgiveness we experience is, is a new story that God writes with our lives. He rewrites our stories. You see, forgiven people live differently. Condemned, condemned in our sin, but as our sins and our our. our old lives are laid on him, all our iniquity and all our sin is gone, and we now have a new story. Our stories are rewritten, and our history, and history in the making, is altered because of him. You see, our lives were literally heading in one direction, and now they're heading in the opposite, different direction our lord's death on the cross makes that rewrite possible and we say that again jesus death on the cross makes a rewrite possible but his resurrection make make but his resurrection makes the change mandatory it's been saturday and now it's sunday Jesus' resurrection brings something different. And as a forgiven people, if we are in Christ, then we have died with him and are resurrected with him. If you're in Jesus, everything is possible. The old is gone. The old direction has changed into a new direction. And we are alive. And there is a new story of your life written by God. In 2004, Natasha Bedingfield sang a song titled, Unwritten. And as Jean said this morning, she comes very close to expressing what it means to rewrite or have a rewrite of your life, except that she relies on her own strength and her own abilities. Feel the rain on your skin, no one else can feel it for you, only you can let it in. No one else, no one else can speak the words on your lips. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. The rest is still unwritten. The reality is in Christ. There is a new story that is written for you. A new script that God has planned for your life. And it's a good plan. Because God is a good God. And it's a plan that God has scripted for your life since before you were born. And you may have gone off track. You may have gone off script and done your own thing. But the cross makes it possible to get back on script again. Because of the resurrection of Jesus. Because Jesus was dead and is alive again because we are dead in our sin, we are alive in Christ, and so there is a life in front of us. My favorite, my life verse in the whole of Scripture is 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. You see, if you're in Christ, you are a new creation. You're completely new. As a people who are forgiven, we're given a new life and a new story to live. But the reality is we have the choice to live that story or not, or to remain stuck in our old story. The new story is possible. The old story can be ended, and it's power broken if we're in Christ. But I want to suggest that there are some things that will, that will happen in our new story. The reality is you will still be faced with a past. You can choose to deny your past and allow its hold that it may have over you to continue, or you can acknowledge it and choose to accept and receive the forgiveness that Christ brings. And that's one of the reasons why we did something practical and tangible on Friday morning. As we placed our sin on Christ and receive this forgiveness. You see, our past doesn't just disappear, but its consequences or its, its eternal consequences are dealt with by Christ. Earthly consequences may remain. So you'll still be faced with your past, but it's a past that is forgiven and whose power is broken. Secondly, you will probably be accused. The devil is known as the accuser of God's people. You can, be, you, you, can, you can choose to be knocked down by the accusations about your life, some of which may in fact be true, or you can stand as a redeemed person and say that I am forgiven and I can live this new life that God has given me. Let me say that again. You can fall as a broken, unforgiven person or you can stand up as one whose life has been redeemed because Jesus has paid the price for your sin and stand up and say, I have been forgiven. There's another type of accusation that comes. It's the accusation that runs in our heads, that tape that is played over and over and over again. That, That internal recording that says, you're useless. You're a terrible person. You don't deserve to be loved. You're no good. You. 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 And friends, that, that tape that we play in our heads over and over again will drive us to a place where we forget that we are forgiven unless we actually stop it. And the only way to stop it was to, would be to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and to receive the forgiveness that he gives keep confessing over your life that God is good and that Jesus loves you and you are forgiven it's interesting that Paul in writing to the Romans says this in Romans 12 don't live the way this world lives Let your way of thinking be completely changed. Then you'll be able to test what God wants for you. And you'll be able to agree that what he wants is right. His plan is good and pleasing and perfect. But friends, the reality is why we play that old tape that says you're useless. You're not worthy of God's love. You're not worthy of anybody's love. Look, Look how terrible you are. Look how you mess up. If we keep allowing that tape to play, we will never experience. And that's why Paul says, be renewed in your thinking. And so confess over your own life. Say to yourself and say to God and say to the devil, I'm forgiven. I'm loved by God. He cares for me. As an aside, Romans twelve two also reminds us that like social media, not every thought that goes through your mind is true. You know that not all social media is true. What did somebody say this week? I'm glad April Fool's Day is over because now, now we can trust everything that we see on social media. <laughs> but in the same way, some of the thoughts that run through our heads cannot be trusted. The devil continues to lie to you and cause you to believe that lie. And you have to change it and allow God to work in your life by, keep saying, by keep on saying to your, keeping on saying to yourself, I'm loved by God. God is good. He cares for me. I'm forgiven. I can be different. I don't have to live this old life. I'm not stuck in the past. Don't believe that old tape. We will also face temptations. And the greatest temptation that we face is to go back to the old story. In the next few weeks, we're going to be looking at some of the resurrection appearances of Jesus. And one of the first things that Peter does is go fishing. Goes back to his old life. The greatest temptation you and I will be faced with is to go back to the old story instead of living the new. And no Christian is immune. But in Christ, we have the strength to stand firm. Because there is a hope of a future for you and for me. God is good. Jesus loves you. And you can stand firm in him. Also, we will face difficulties. That's what, that's, that's the life we live in. That's what Jesus says about this. And anyone who says, you know, all you need to do is is, is confess it and tell Jesus everything is good and life will be easy is lying listen to what Jesus says in John 16 33 I've told you these things so that you may have peace because of me in this world you will have trouble but be encouraged I've won the battle over the world just because Jesus is alive does not mean that life is just going to be easy and simple and without issues But because Jesus is alive, he breaks the power of sin and death in our lives. And we can live differently, even in the face and in the middle of when things are tough. Even when it feels like our world is falling apart, we sit at the bedside of a sick dad. We can know that God is with us. It's been the truth for people, including God's people, since the beginning of time. But we can choose to trust God because he is good. God is good. Jesus loves you. And Jesus will be with you in the midst of any struggles you face. Lastly, you will or we will experience God's blessings and provision. You see, because Jesus is alive, he's not stuck in a tomb somewhere. He's alive and at work in your life and in mine. And he promises To help us in the midst of difficulties and struggles. He promises to help us to to make the changes that we need to make in our lives every day. He promises to help us stop that tape that plays in our minds. But he also promises to provide and care for us. God is good. Jesus loves you. And God will help and provide for you. A danger, however, is that we believe that forgiveness is our right and our due or that we could earn it or repay it. Easter reminds us that what Jesus did on a cross for us did not come cheaply. It came at a great price, but it is a gift that we cannot earn and we don't deserve. Jesus simply offers you a new life, a new story, a new rewrite. In fact, if you allow Jesus to, to work in your life, he will write the story of your life according to his plan that he had from the very beginning. One of the things that we, I think, as Christians in South Africa need to do with when Jesus rewrites the story of our lives, particularly in South Africa, is that we need to work on how we treat people and how we care for people and how we love people and how we forgive people. It would seem to me as I watch the news or read the news that political parties are hell-bent on driving divisions between people. People of different classes, people of different colours, people of different languages, people who live in different places. But as I read scripture, I see that what Jesus does in a resurrected people, a people who are new in him, is to rewrite a story that is not that. That is a place, that rewrites a story of a nation that can be different. And it starts with you and I, the way we treat people and the way we speak to people and the way we forgive people. This week we have journeyed to the cross with Jesus and we've looked at the hate and the evil and the betrayal that he experienced. And now we need to face those things in our own lives and our own society. Remember that Jesus has forgiven you and has forgiven me. So on Friday, we ended with these words. See all your sins on Jesus laid. The Lamb of God was slain. His soul was once an offering made for every soul of man. And because our sin, the price for our sin has been paid for, we have been redeemed, we have been set free, we have been forgiven. And as a forgiven people, you and I are called to live very differently. The danger of great experiences like many of us have had this Easter weekend is that we cherish them and we enjoy them. And every every time we come to church, we see that, that artwork somewhere in the building and we say, I was there, that's my hand. But the reality is that Jesus' resurrection calls us because we are forgiven to live differently and to be different. As a forgiven people, we are free to love, free to serve, free to give, free to be. We are Christ's witnesses. And so whether you're with us for anyone or all of the services in this past week or you here for the first time this morning, the question that I need to ask you is what will you do with the fact that Jesus is not dead in the tomb and he is alive? And the fact that he's alive demands that we live differently. That's a question that only you can answer. And it's a question that I invite you to think about in a moment as we come and share in communion. But know this. That the grave could not hold him. Death could not destroy him. Evil and sin could not break him. And because of Jesus, that is not your birthright either. Death will not hold you. Sin will not break you or destroy you. Because you are forgiven. So know that Jesus who rose from the dead on that first Resurrection Sunday, is alive in you, alive with you, alive for you, not just this Easter, not just this Sunday, but every single day lives the life that Jesus gives, not just today, but every day. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that you take our old stories, the messed up stories, the broken stories, the hurtful stories, the selfish stories, the angry story, the addicted stories, the compulsive story. You take them and you rewrite them in the blood of the Lamb. And you write over that old story of ours forgiven once and for all. Then you invite us into a new story, a story with you, a story in you. Help us to allow you to rewrite our stories and then to live that story, that new story. For if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation, the old is gone, the new is come.